This episode is brought to you by Crab Oz, hard-wearing apparel for the crabbing enthusiast. Join our membership program to receive members-only designs each quarter. Find us on Instagram at CrabAuz, C-R-A-B-A-U-S, or online at www.craboz.com. Welcome to All Things Small Biz, a podcast to help you take the leap and run your own business from someone who has done it themselves and wants to share what they learnt with you. Hello and welcome to the All Things Small Biz podcast. My name is Sarah Hales, your host, and today we'll be talking about the importance of customer service. Today, we're going to talk about some of my experiences with West of the Waves, and then we'll bring in our guest, Nat Redgrave from Brandom Outfitters in Moranbar. But first, as always, we have Brian here for a little chat to kick things off. Brian? How are you, Sarah? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah, so today's topic, good customer service. Mm-hmm. I've got a little bit of experience about this. You do? So, I'll be able to, I'll be able to grill you a little bit on this, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> So, what does good customer service look like to you? Uh, to me, when I'm out shopping as a customer? Yes, to when, when you're out shopping as a customer. Well, when I'm out shopping, I really like people to just take that bit of extra time to understand what you're after, be kind, be polite, be helpful. I don't like the disingenuous shop assistant who might tell you that you look good in every outfit. I'd probably prefer honest feedback and realistically i just like it when people just do that that little bit extra that's not expected like recently i went to a store to buy something and i had the two kids with me had car keys wallet phone and the lady said to me can i help you get out to your car yes thank you very much you know that i left that store thinking gosh that was so nice because oftentimes people see you struggling with a couple of kids and you know your packages and whatever and they don't think can i help this lady no no they're not worried about it are they so uh, that's a really good experience that you've had with good customer service can you show us or or explain a one that you've had with bad customer experience I, i was you know I was thinking about this and I think that it is terrible that these days a good customer service experience is a standout. Like you think, oh, wow, I just received such great customer service because I think, you know, oftentimes these days people just don't really put the effort into customer service. I know that there really are, you know, beautiful people out there who give great customer service, but um, it is disappointing sometimes when you go to, you know, a restaurant or a coffee shop or, you know, anywhere really, a furniture store or the grocery store, that you do receive some bad customer service. People can be rude. They can be unhelpful. Yeah, that's right. How do you, in turn bring good customer experience to your business, being that you, you, you don't have a bricks and mortar store, mm-hmm. how, how do you show good customer service to your online people? Well, I think it all starts with communication. When people send you a message or when people send me a message, I get back to them. If they send me an email, I get back to them. If they yeah. ask me questions, I get back to them. If they ask me questions about sizing, I will take additional photos. I will take measurements of the garment. I will send them photos, um, you know, of different areas that I've measured or send them different colors. I've had ladies ask me about the color and I've taken, you know, photos of items inside and outside so that they can really get an idea of the color of the garment. So I think it all just starts with communication. Are you yes. paying attention? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it does. It does start with communication. I'm just having a blowfly <laughs> buzzing around my head and I'm thinking this will be going in the microphone and all that people will be hearing is... <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, sorry, yes, um, it does. Communication is is the key. Yeah, I think I think it definitely, especially when you're dealing with an online store and people can't come in and see you face to face. You've got to build that relationship with them, um, you know, over the interwebs or you know through messenger or email or phone. I will pick the phone up and call them if uh, you know. There have been a few times when I've thought 
oh, you know, I'm just going to call this person. And when I've done that, oftentimes they're so thankful. They're like, oh, God, thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate that. Um, I also think honesty too. If a parcel has been delayed or, um, you know, anything along those lines, if there's been a mix-up with their order, it doesn't happen very often, but it can happen. And it's best if you just tell them straight away. And oftentimes just that communication um, is very much appreciated and it doesn't allow for people to get angry or upset because you're just telling them what has you're happened. You're being open and honest. Open and honest. Transparency yeah. is the key, I believe the word is. Yeah, I think that's a good word. Well, so being transparent, I know that myself, I feel a lot easier talking to someone, day-to-day work things on the email or over the internet, you can sort of misunderstand what people are trying to say or write. Yeah, well, So, that's how true. do you or how do you make it easy to, li- to deliver good customer service when it's not face-to-face? I think that you're right. I think that sometimes when you're reading an email, if the way that people put their words down, the way that they mean it when mm. they're writing it down isn't always the way that the person receives it mm-hmm. at the other end. So, written communication sometimes can be hard. Um, but I think, you know, if you choose your language carefully and if there is an issue, just pick the phone up. Yeah. You know, you've just got to be aware that communication is the key and that they are the customer. So, you want them to have a good experience. So, if you feel like the issue could upset them or that they're not understanding what you're saying, yeah. I think it's just best to pick the phone up. 100%. Do you think it's easier to um, deliver good customer service face-to-face or or, or online? I think it probably is easier to to deliver it face-to-face, but I don't have a bricks and mortar store, so I need to do what I need to do to deliver it um, with the online store. And I do get feedback from customers saying that we have great customer service and that they found the, you know, purchase process easy and that they were very appreciative of how quickly we got their orders to them. So, we do get feedback. We send out a survey to the customers to ask them for their feedback on their order. Mm -hmm. And then if we were ever to get any, you know, negative things or things that we could improve upon, we've got a process in place to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that it probably is easier to deliver it face-to-face because, you know, they say, you know, some ridiculous percentage it's like seven percent of communication is the verbal words that you use some minimal percentage i don't know we'll call it 15 is the tone of your voice Mm -hmm. and then the rest is your body language so yeah if you think about that in really i probably should look this up before i (laughs) before i start using statements like this in the podcast but Your tone of voice and your body language are huge in how you're communicating. So, when those are taken away, you know, you've got to be careful with the words that you're using to ensure that the customer is really like getting the meaning behind it. But I think that social media really helps with that as well because you're on social, well, I'm on social media doing videos and taking photos and stories quite often. And I think that the customers get to know you a little bit and when they send a message and build a relationship over time, they are getting to know you and that really helps. So, with customer service in your business, is this something that you think that you've got right or and do you think you've got room for improvement? Always room for improvement. I don't think you've ever got it right. Yeah? Like, I just think it's an area that you can continually improve upon and get better. Yeah. I don't know if any business has got it 100% right. Yeah, like I said, we send out the survey. So, um, after a person has made a purchase, a few weeks later, they get a survey and we ask questions. Did you get your order in a timely fashion? Um, Were the products good value for money? Were you happy with the quality of your products? But I can change those questions as well. And I do. So, that if, you know, something else comes up, that we can monitor it because you want to know if there's an issue because that's how you can go and fix it. Yeah, that's right. It's really important to me that customers have a good experience when they come to my store because I think if they don't have a good experience, they won't come back. And it's easier to keep a customer and to keep them in your business. Like if it's harder to go out and win a new customer than it is to keep 
a customer and to keep them happy. It's very hard to win them back. Yeah, it's so hard to win them back. So, you know, customer service to me is everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a big key. This episode is brought to you by Craboz, hard-wearing apparel for the crabbing enthusiast. Join our membership program to receive members-only designs each quarter. Find us on Instagram at craboz, C-R-A-B-A-U-S, or online at www.craboz.com. I know I briefly introduced Nat at the top of the podcast, but I just wanted to, to expand a little further. Nat is a family man. He was based in the rural township of Moranbar, but has just recently moved to Yapoon on the coast uh, from Rockhampton. Nat worked in the mining industry for many years, but he had a desire to start a clothing business focused on providing high-quality products, affordable prices, and a strong focus on good old-fashioned customer service. So, Brandon Outfitters was born. Nat, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast today. And can we maybe get you to explain where you were based and then your move just so people can get a sense of where you are in the world? Yeah, absolutely, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's a pleasure and, you know, we've worked together and, and built a good relationship. So, yeah, it just goes to the core of what Brandon Outfitters is. We were based in Moorumbah there and I worked in the mining industry. It's just a bit of a – this was just something I started for a bit of a side – you know, we had a boat and decided that we need some good fishing shirts and the fishing shirts never had something that I wanted. So, it was, you know, just kind of a market need. So, I felt surely I'm not the only one that needs a decent fishing shirt. And um, so, yeah, I just started off with something to do on the side. I was in Moorumbah working in mining for 13 years and I've recently finished up there and, and um, just 13 years is a long time to be doing something and shift work takes a big toll on your body. So, the opportunity came up to uh, with a few few things that went my way, and um, so moved to Emu Park, just outside of Yapoon, which is on the Capricorn Coast, down from Rockhampton. There, and I'm just been cruising along here and focusing on Brandon Outfitters and and uh, punching along like that. Oh, amazing! Washing a bit of the coal dust away in the ocean. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it has been good, I tell you. Moorumbah was oh. a great little town, and, yeah, and it is a good. A good little community. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a, definitely a good little community to be a part of. Yeah, definitely. I've spent quite a bit of time in Moranbar over the years, but uh, I do like Yapoon as well. I probably haven't spent as much time at, at Emu Park, but over the last couple of years, I've had reason to go into Yapoon itself. And I was talking to someone about this the other day that. I went to boarding school at Rockhampton Girls Grammar and on, you know, the weekend or whatnot, they might take us out for a shopping excursion or a beach excursion. And we used to go down to Yapoon and it was basically just the one street, a pub at one end, a pub at the other end, maybe a surf shop and just a – the beach was still nice, but it wasn't fancy in any way. But now when you go down there, they've got that beautiful water park and they've got these high-rise apartment complexes and they've got – fantastic lagoon and all these walking paths and cocktail bars i'm like what has happened it, it, to it this has place? come along it's nicely I, I originally grew up here so it was good to be come back here you know obviously working in mining you, you don't get as much time to get away as you'd like and i just you know it's a four and a half hour drive so i never came back to your prune all that much and of late i started to come back and yeah it was a good thing to come back to and and see what the changes have and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's definitely been been good to come back and reconnect and chill out. And, and Emu Park was the same. There wasn't much here, but it's slowly come into its own as well and become a lot better than it used to be. So yeah, to spend some time back in Emu Park has been has been really good and and such a great thing for me. That's amazing. And um, can you maybe give us a bit of a overview of the products that you do offer at? random outfitters because you do have a pretty big range of products yeah so when we initially started i wanted a fishing shirt you know i'd I'd looked at bcf and all that kind of stuff and all their fishing shirts were just the same old boring fishing shirts and i wasn't happy with them and the prices on them was just you know 90 dollars for a fishing shirt was astronomical and and none of them had a pocket you know like so for me i was like no we've got to sort this out so we had some contacts with factories and all that kind of stuff in vietnam and and um so there, we the design was to have a fishing shirt with a zip-up pocket. 
that you could throw your yeah. phone in or keys or, or whatever you take, you know, like whatever needs to stay out of the water when you're jumping in and out of the boat or leaning over the edge of the boat. And I know a lot of people say, oh, well, why do you have your phone on your boat and all this kind of rubbish? But, you know, it's just a fact of life now that we all take our phones everywhere. As much as we'd like to disconnect, we, we still have them. It's just a necessary part of what we do, whether you're doing business or personal stuff or taking photos. I mean, so... Yeah, that we initially spent a bit of time getting a fishing shirt that we were comfortable with that was lightweight and comfy and breathed good and was soft to wear and, and, and had a pocket that was usable. A lot of fishing shirts have a pocket that's sewn on the front, which is great. You can fit about half your phone in there and as soon as you lean over the edge of the boat, it's in the water and there's $2,000 yeah. down the drain. So we designed a fishing shirt that had a pocket and, um, yeah, the one that could zip up and you could put your phone in was actually usable. But now we've expanded into T-shirts and polo shirts and um, – we do footy shorts as well, and we also do soft shell jackets, which are a fleece line made out of similar to wetsuit material, but a bit lighter, so they're kind of rain resistant and wind resistant and really comfy, and that and they look really classy too. So we've had a few corporate clients come on board in um, Nutrient Ag Solutions in Mackay, got some for their team, and yeah, they have been. I saw those really yeah. popular, just a really classy jacket for companies to have, and they come in at a really good price. You know, a fully custom jacket to their needs, you can choose. The colours of the material, there's a wide range of zip colours and the embroidery and everything like that. And depending on how many you order, they can be down as low as, you know, $56. So to find a fully custom wholesale jacket to, to put your team in for like $56 with all your logos customised to exactly how you want in the range of colours and zips and all that kind of stuff. So pretty affordable product. You know, Definitely. there's not, not many other people out there that can go and get a corporate uniform for that price. And and we've had DFI Piling Solutions down at Chinchilla they got a full suite of uniform. They had custom sublimated hoodies where we changed them to make it safe for the workers in the fact they had no pockets. They were printed in high-vis colours. We did them polo shirts for the team when they go out of a night time and, and uh, to events. And then we did a full suite of corporate um, soft-shell jackets for them as well. And the bloke that owned it is um, half Canadian, half Aussie. So we all the shirts have a signature half Canadian, half Australian flag embroidered on the sleeves and printed on the jackets and all that kind of stuff so we're able to do like a full range of customization to suit what people need yeah and you've got the graphic design capabilities as well to make that happen yeah yep so we have a graphic designer who's a, a kiwi mate of mine that lives in thailand and just lives and works over there and so we we remotely do a lot of work together each day for all our clients needs whether it's design and fishing shirts polo shirts footy shorts, everything like that. You know, we've done a range of stuff for boys trips to the ashes and we're fortunate that we can yes, turn yeah. stuff around pretty quickly like the Charters Towers ashes. We had an order placed on the 19th of December. It was shipped from our factory by the 24th of December and we had it land in Australia by the uh, 31st of December. So if, if we need to hustle, we can really hustle to get our team fitted out in the best gear. They got fishing shirts, polo shirts for the event. Um, we do sublimated print polo shirts and they also have footy shorts as well. And our footy shorts, we've been working on them as well to get them to where we need to be in um, the fact that they have a pocket as well. Like a lot of footy shorts don't have a pocket and they're quite thin. So mm. we run a 220 GSM fabric. So they're, they're thick and comfy and they also got a usable pocket on both sides. And yeah. Yeah, I know. I think that that's sort of what I do with West of the Waves too, because I'm taller, I make my dresses that little bit longer. I think sometimes when you've got a problem and you're solving your own problem, um, you know, nine times out of 10, someone else out there is thinking, God, I wish this fishing shirt had a decent pocket. Oh, absolutely. And our fishing shirts are made about an inch longer than, we kind of make them a little bit longer than other ones because as you bend over, yes. you know, then... Um, <laughs> You can get your plumbers crack happening. So if we make them a little bit longer, we try and <laughs> we try and avoid that. And as exactly what you said, it goes to the core of it's just fixing a problem. And that you know, and fishing shirts that have a pocket that's sewn on the front, a it's really difficult because you've got to then print a square of that material and then sew it on the front to make it match up, which is really stupid. And mm. it's it's good for three parts. Like I don't know who in their right mind thought, yep, a silly little small pocket that can't even hold a packet of cigarettes is a great idea like it and you know our pockets to me pockets are a really big thing and it appears that everything we do is, is solving problems with storage with pockets you know so <laughs> yeah. but it, I guess it's just you need to have something decent so our footy shorts have got decent pockets our fishing shirts have a decent zip pocket it, and, and the attention to detail goes a long way in the way that all our zips are color coordinated to the shirt so if the shirt's predominantly a blue shirt they'll have a blue zip it's predominantly a pink shirt they'll have a pink zip and it's all those little details that the clients 
don't know. Yeah. But when to have they that see premium it, product at the end that looks so good. Yeah, exactly. And and a lot of people, you know, we've had heaps of clients return to us and same or people that have come to us initially and said, Man, we were just looking for shirts with pockets and we're happy with them, you know. So yeah, a lot of people have come yeah. back to us because they're so happy with just having a pocket on a shirt. Yeah, and I think that what you're saying there too, when you going back to what you were saying about the small pocket on the front, sometimes that stuff is legacy stuff. And and I've talked about this in a couple of different episodes and with a couple of different people in a couple of different scenarios, is that like, with me, say for example, when I started my business, I'd never started a business before. I'd never had a retail store before. I'd never worked in a retail store before. I was a mining engineer. So I didn't have all of these preconceived ideas as to what I was supposed to do and how I was was supposed to do it. On one of my West of the Waves blouses, probably the the blouse that I sell the most of, and it has a, um, it's made in a dress as well. When I was doing the buttons sort of at the front, you know, of your chest, Mm, we mm. made one version and the, the buttons were uncovered and facing forward and they just they just took away from the look that I was going for. Mm. So then we did a covered placket, but because I used really thick premium quality linen, it ended up being three layers of material and it was too bulky and then, you know, it had this bulky piece on the front. So I just turned the buttons in. Mm. because they're there, you know, as a bit of a feature, I guess, but it's not really the type of top where you would open that up. And I just thought, oh, well, that's what I'm going to do. I actually have another shirt where the buttons are turned in, but I just thought outside of the box and there wasn't any preconceived idea of this is how you must make a shirt. I just did what I needed to do to make it work. Yeah, exactly. And same for me. Like I've, I've, I originally, when I first left school for the first 12 months, I studied hospitality and worked in five-star hotels in Cairns. So that, that's kind of the only service industry experience that I had essentially. And after that, I got a job in mining and I had been doing it for 13 years. So I'd never had any retail experience with the exception of working in hotels in function supervising and restaurant supervising, that kind of stuff. So which is so to- far removed from making shirts, that, you know, that it's not even barely relevant, is it? Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's totally the opposite. And so, for me, I'm very similar to you. I had no experience. I just knew what I wanted in a product. And, you know, when we offer a product, A, we, get, we design it first. We get samples to ensure the quality of our product is going to be good. Once I'm happy with the samples, you know, I've turned back supplies before because I said I, it, as much as it looks really good, the feel of the material is not where I need it to be and certain things like that. So, we're always looking to evolve and make sure that before we offer anything to our clients, we've had experience with the shirt, seen what it's like, washed it a few times, all that kind of stuff. And we're trying to be ahead of the game in offering really good products. So, the clients know that the products they're getting are going to be the best they can be. They don't have to, you know, we go through the sample phases. We chase the factories and get the samples that we need and the quality that we need and send it back and do everything like that to ensure that we're offering a premium product. And it took me a little while to get the fish and shirt pockets, you know, the way I wanted them and the way this, the way they sit. And, you know, sometimes we change it up for clients. If their product, you know, they have a logo on one side, then yeah, we, ch- we change it up. We do what we need to do for clients and we, we do sublimated hoodies. So with like hoodie jumpers, we do ones of them. We can do them fully printed like fishing shirts. We have our factories got the capability mm. to do that. And we have a berry farm down in New South Wales, Fairview Berries. We've done a bit of work with them. They wear all our fishing shirts, short sleeve polos. And they, and they said, well, when we're wearing a jumper, we've got these amazing bright shirts and no one can see them. So, can you help us out? And we said, yeah, no worries. We And we so, we did them up a full suite of um, sublimated print hoodie jackets that are exactly the same as a fishing shirt. So, no matter what attire they're wearing while they're at work, whether a jumper, a polo or a t-shirt, they all look the same. They all look really good. And they said, look, but what we need is we want somewhere to store our two-way radios because we all communicate around the farm via two-way radios. So we were able to integrate a design that they wanted in a way that the pocketing solutions worked and pen holders on the sleeves and all of that kind of stuff where we can go above and beyond to help out a client satisfy their needs that's amazing and then when it came to dfi piling solutions they said look we don't want any pockets so that there's nothing for our boys to get caught up when they're working to be safety so for us safety yep no worries because having a mining background we totally understand totally understand, the need yeah. to have uniforms that are functional but also safe so we were able to talk with our factory make sure that we had no pockets and anything like that um, we also took away 
the drawstring on the hoodies because that that is a, a, a something that could get caught up as well. So we we're able to do stuff like that, think outside the box and assist our clients and, and go away from just the standard everyday wear that you would go and buy from a kind of a, a workwear solution shop. Yeah, that's amazing. And can you tell us a little about the factory um, where your pieces are produced? So we have a factory in Vietnam. It's an, it's an ethically sourced factory over there. And we also have one in Pakistan. We changed between the two factories where we need it. And we started with Vietnam because a, a friend of mine owned it and him and his wife are both Australian and they moved over to Vietnam and wanted to start up and help the people over there. So that we've got a really good factory solution over there where all the people are paid more than 50% above award wages. They're fed while they're at work. The wife is a school teacher and she helps them um, with basic financial management, healthcare, teaches them all about the kind of stuff that they're going to need in their day-to-day life that they probably don't get the experience and exposure to in normal Vietnamese life. So for us mm. to work with them, we're really proud of having something we can work with and know that we're supporting people for a better future. And same as our factory in Pakistan, we look after them and we make sure that they're looked after. We, we're treated. happy to pay the premium price and we talk with them every day. So we, we know that all of our stuff is is well looked after and our teams are well looked after because for me, that's something really big. We're not about um, going to sweatshops and all that kind of stuff. We're just, we want to make sure that the people we work with and we get photos of our teams out for lunch and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's something that's really big for me is to make sure that we're also responsible and affordable. Mm. And I understand a lot of people kind of come to us and say, look, you know, we want an Australian-made product and all that kind of stuff and we can kind of say to them, well, obviously we can't fit you in to the budget that you're looking for with an Australian-made product. I wish we could, you know, and and some some companies may say they're Australian-made but other shirts just put together in Australia, is a fabric made in Australia, all that kind of stuff that comes down to it, like what percentage is actually made in Australia? They just printed in Australia. Like, so, you know, for us, whilst we can't be fully Australian-made, we can do our best to make sure that wherever we tread, we're doing it responsibly. Yeah. And it's really nice that you can actually say, you know, friends on the factory, we get the photos because I think, you know, sometimes people will advertise the ethically this and that sort of thing, whereas you actually genuinely know that these are the exact specific things that those people are receiving in their life. And also I love the fact that your friend's teaching them, teaching the kids and helping them th- with their financial responsibility and all of that sort of stuff. I just think it's amazing. Yeah, and it's just about teaching them, you know, I guess it's probably in Vietnam and also in Pakistan as well that they're probably, um, you know, not exposed to the kind of stuff we, we learn in schools in our day-to-day life because obviously life in those kind of countries is very different to what, we, you yeah. know, we would experience in Australia. But to ensure and know that what we're doing is operating in the most ethical way that we can is a really big thing for us. You know, yeah. we want to make sure that wherever we're, we're um, putting our reach, that we're, we're doing something good to help people out. We don't want to be just out there, you know, and, and we don't want to be out there doing bad stuff because that's that's not a smart business move and, and it's not good to be making money off the back of someone else's pain. I don't feel like that's the best solution to do. It's, it's, it's just not a right thing for people to be doing. No, no, not at all. And that, um, Brandon Outfitters drive to provide superior customer service. I know that you do. I've had first-hand experience. But why Why is that so important to you, I guess? Well, Sarah, for me, uh, wherever I go, I, you know, working in hospitality, I guess, when I was in school, I also worked in restaurants as well. And, and it's just one of them things that I've always been passionate about is service. Like it's not hard to go and provide good service. Like it's, it's really not mm. hard. And, and an example, last night I was talking to a client on messenger until about 9 30 quarter to 10 and you know they said to me oh it's just good to be able to talk with someone that understands you know because they've had experience with other companies that just don't understand and for me you know i have my phone with me at all times so if a message comes through and i can respond to it i'll respond to it whether it's five o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night if i'm still awake there's no reason that i can't respond to that message you know as annoying as it can be, you know, for people to uh, put your phone down and all that. For me, customer service is a really big thing. And with our clients, we keep them updated when the order's shipping from the factory, when we get sample photos from our factory saying, hey, these are the first lots of print. You know, sometimes the, the client will pay and we'll lodge it with the factory and we'll be sending them a sample photo within a couple of hours. You know, so mm. we, we like to keep our clients up to date with what's happening because it's not hard to do. And the people have outlaid for, you know, a big expense for a product that they haven't yet seen. 
So they're just they're just going off the back of our reputation. But to be able to supply them with photos and finish photos and all that kind of stuff as they're being shipped is for me a really big thing. Like we want to be kept up to date. You know, I've had experiences, a lot of experiences with bad service. So it's it's all the things that I've experienced in bad service that I don't want my clients to have to deal with. And as I say, last night was a prime example when I'm messaging someone at quarter to ten about they're only ordering five jackets. But whether they order one jacket or a hundred jackets, they're still a client to me and I'll still go out of my way to help them out. You know, it's it's a small order to yeah. me, but a big order to them, you know, because five jackets yeah. for a small business, you probably run around four hundred and fifty, five hundred dollars, which is it's still a big expense to a small a small client, you know. So for us, wherever we can respond to an email, you know, I'll be at my computer or on my phone, they come to my phone. Usually within an hour, most people have a response unless, you know, I'm on the phone myself or something like that. But most of the time, our stuff's answered within minutes, you know, because for me, yeah. service is just about, it's, and it's not hard. It's it's really simple if you've got your phone with you. And look, I'll be honest, sometimes I slip it and, you know, my phone will ring and I'll be halfway through doing a message and then I'll put my phone down and go, oh, crap, an hour later, oh, bloody hell, I forgot to respond to that message that I'm halfway through. But where we can, we try and keep our clients up to date with everything possible, you know. We'll, yeah, that's it's, for me, I'm just passionate about having good service because a lot of people come to us and just say, oh, man, it's it's refreshing to have someone that cares and gets yeah. back to me really quickly. You know, we know our business. We know our costs. We know what we can help clients with. We know whether we can do it or not. And we're always evolving. You know, at the moment, we've got sample rugby jerseys in. And again, rugby yeah, jerseys, right. they don't have a pocket. So I've got some sample rugby jerseys coming to me with a nice brass chest pocket with a nice brass zip and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to see how they go and hopefully they stack up to be something that we can offer our clients with um you know, like a nice rugby jersey, but with an uh, internal chest pocket as well. Yeah, that sounds great. Do you ever come across those people who are a bit unappreciative or maybe they expect a little too much? Um, yeah, it, in the past couple of weeks, we've had an experience with someone and it's just happened between when a fishing shirt was lodged with the factory and they wanted a small change. So it goes back to my designer and then goes back to the factory and there a logo it needed to be changed from blue to gray and it's just something we didn't notice because my dad said yep go ahead with it so we've dropped it in the factory's file to pick up for their printing machine then they've said to us can you change that color of that logo and make it a little bit bigger and my factory's already picked up the file my designers updated the file re-put it in the factory's picked it up we didn't realize because i guess it was probably an insignificant change and it, it's become to them a really big issue. And, we're, you know, we're trying to work with them and say, look, we understand that, you know. And, again, it's totally our fault. But everything else with the shirt is perfect apart from just the colour of one logo. So we got the shirts to them in two weeks from them paying what they needed for an event. You know, we did everything possible. Normally we're at four, four to five-week turnaround. We try and be under that four weeks, but sometimes we give up to six weeks. We got them within two and a half weeks of them. And, you know, so, yeah, it's sometimes it, it can be a bit difficult and challenging. You try and explain to them and people just become quite unreasonable. And I understand, you know, it is a big expense and, you know, I don't want to downplay the fact that we don't care, but it's it's just sometimes it's it was just a simple mistake that no one could have picked up on because when I saw the, the the sample print, I thought, yep, everything looks good there. And it was, yeah, just something. But we try and work with the clients to get wherever we need it. It, it, sometimes it can become very difficult and challenging, but we try our best. Yeah, no, I know that you do. You go above and beyond. During these uh, COVID times, though, have you experienced a few delays? I know I have. And do you think that like the relationship that you build with your customers and the customer service that you provide really comes into its own when something like that and when a delay might happen? Oh, absolutely. And when we had your order in for your shirts with our Vietnam factory, we were shut down for two months and that's totally out of our hands. And, and we had yeah. probably eight to 10 orders in and all our clients were kept up to date as soon as we got emails from the factory with what was happening over there and the ever-changing situation. And it came down to the fact they could run a 30% workforce. Then they got totally shut down and we got to open back up again, but we had to get all our team over there had to get QR codes and had to go through eight police security checkpoints to get open again. And it was a big process. And, you know, as with you, we, we tried to keep everyone up to date and say, look, 
we totally understand and appreciate this is a really difficult time. You know, it's, it's an ever-changing situation. If we could do anything to help, we would be doing it, but our hands are just tied with what we can do when it's the Vietnamese government shut down. Then, you know, and all of our clients, they were totally understanding. I'm sure they were behind yeah. the scenes. They were a little bit upset, but, you know, we were just as upset because we want our clients to have our products straight away, you know, like as soon as we can get them to our people. And that's what led us to venture towards our open up a relationship with the Pakistan factory because in that region where they are, they were all, all pretty well buffeted from COVID and our team there was safe. So we were able to um, send some of our waters to Pakistan to get them happening and get our supply chain back on the move to help our clients with their with their needs. So we were fortunate that we were able to then start to build a strong relationship with our Pakistan factory and say, hey, can you, you team help us out over here? And then they were really receptive to it. And, um, yeah, so we've built a really strong relationship th- with them through these times and, and also our clients that, you know, fortunately everyone yeah. that had an issue, uh, not an issue, but that product was held up in Vietnam, they've all come back for a reorder. So, you know, we're fortunate that, yeah, they were understanding and, you know, it's they all understood. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. You kept me fully up to date. And I mean, from my personal perspective, there's just no point. I, that's just not how I operate to get cranky at somebody for something that's totally outside of their control. And I just think that if you can keep that open and honest relationship and keep the communications up, which you do so well, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? You didn't have any control over that situation. But I think that your customer service really came into its own in just keeping everybody informed. And I know you even jumped in the car and delivered, well, you delivered those to my house. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that, and that's what it is. It's, it's all about just keeping people up to date with what's happening. Like communication is key in any business. A lot of people get frustrated when there's no communication. Like when you take your car for a service and they don't communicate to you and two days later you ring up and say, well, I haven't got my car back. What's happening? Oh, yeah, we had a part issue. And we, well, why didn't someone well, ring me and just That happened to me just me recently too and I was so furious about it. The lady said to me, you know, well, she hadn't communicated with me and well, I forget the wording that she used, but I sort of was like, well, there's nothing that I can do about it now. But I, I would have liked it if you had have told me this at eight o'clock in the morning. So I could have mm. asked my husband to come home earlier so that we could go and pick the kids up from daycare. I don't appreciate a phone call at 4.30 p.m. because I'm now without a car and without a husband and I've got no way to go and pick my kids up. So if you could have just told me this morning that wouldn't have been a problem. Oh, exactly. And that's all it comes down to is just communication. That's that's what we try and do. If we have a, we had some products held up in customs because customs has been taken quite a long time and we just let our clients know, look, we want you to have your shirts ASAP. We check the tracking every day. They're just sitting in customs, you know, and I know the fellas in customs are probably working as flat out as they can over the Christmas period and all that kind of stuff. We're doing everything we can as soon as we know the products are through you know, and as with your products and a few of our clients, hide and sticks, dusk on the downs, all of them that are close to us. And now that I've moved to Emu Park, we had some hide and sticks um, products. She's in Serena there, Madison, and um, it was three and a half hours each way. The products came a couple of days before Christmas. They came on the 23rd and I jumped in my car, loaded the products up, drove them up. I left here at six o'clock in the morning, got there by 9.30, dropped them off, drove straight back home because I knew that she wouldn't have her products before Christmas if I put them in the freight. So, yeah. and with your products, as soon as they landed, we pulled your order and drove it straight to Mackay. So, you, you'd already waited over two months to get the products. The less delay we can have for you. So, for us, it's nothing to jump in the car, drive products to a client to get them ASAP because we all know that everyone wants their products. You know, they've outlaid the money and they want to get a return on their investment. So, for us, yeah. It was a simple just jump in the car and drive the products into the clients. And that's so true and so good of you, especially before Christmas, because I was talking to another business owner during the week this week and she owns a gift service and um, one of her products, because, you know, for those who do or don't own businesses, the post has been a real nightmare pretty much since before COVID ever started, but since COVID, the post has been a nightmare and then you bring in a bushfire or a flood and then you add in Christmas and it's it just becomes a total nightmare. Anyway, she was waiting on this particular product that she was putting into some of her gift boxes and it didn't arrive and it didn't arrive and then she had to make changes to the curated gift boxes that she was doing up 
and now the product has arrived after Christmas and she doesn't have the opportunity, I guess, to sell that product now. As mm. She does, obviously, because she'll continue to sell gift boxes, but the big opportunity for her to get a return on investment was before Christmas when people are, you know, gifting, I guess. So, oh, absolutely. And it can have a massive effect on someone's whole business. It can. And, and for us, like with clients like yourself, um, Heather at Dusk on the Downs, Madison at Hide and Sticks, all those clients, we don't even charge shipping. I'll jump in the car, drive them up. There's no shipping charge. I'll hand deliver the products personally so we can have a chat, catch up, see what's happening, all that kind of stuff. Like it, it costs me in fuel but and time, but that's just something you do to mm. help out clients that are close by. And, and because if if the shirts arrive and then I put them in the post, it's probably by the time it leaves here, gets to Mackay and gets delivered, it could be two days, three days maybe. So I can jump in the car now and you can have them this afternoon. And that's just something mm. we do where possible to our closest clients and, and up to, you know, 400Ks we've done some days each way just to get clients their products as soon as they need them you know it's it's, it's all about helping our clients out wherever we can some clients will say hey it's cool like i don't need them for a couple you know i'm happy whenever they come so for us then we'll throw them on the post truck and send them out like that because it's just easier but if the if the shirts arrive today they're in the post yeah. that afternoon they're sorted separated in the post that afternoon to the clients there's no delay it's it's as soon as we get the products they're sorted that day and shipped out that day to get ensure the clients get them as soon as possible yeah. And um, for anyone who's listening, if you do want to have a look at some of the beautiful products, you can obviously jump on to Nat's pages, which we will tell you at the end. But you can also check out Heather at Dusk of the Downs and Madison at Hide and Sticks. And we'll pop their handles into the um, show notes as well, because I know that those two brands in particular have some great products, but they each have um, a really feminine, nice ladies' fishing shirt, which I think is beautiful because <laughs> oftentimes it's hard to find a nice ladies' shirt. And that's where we're trying to buck the trend here because a lot of people, every time you go to look for a fishing shirt, you know, essentially you're just stuck with that standard. And for most people that's cool, the standard, you know, fish and graphic design, all that kind of stuff. But our stuff is more focused on like photos and collages and all that kind of stuff wherever we can. So if clients have got a really nice photo of out on the water or out in the country or something like that, you know, for for Heather, we've done, you know, country style fishing shirts, Madison from High and Six, we've done a lot of country style fishing shirts and people are happy to get away from that standard fishing shirt style with a fish and a mangrove jack and, and all that kind of stuff. And that, and that stuff's still cool because we've done a lot of work with the Kalen Fishing Classic, which is a big fishing competition um, yeah, in Kalen yeah. where Heather's base, we've done some work for them and we did a couple of fishing shirts. We came up with two designs for them, so they are really happy. But And they were the, the fishing shirt style with, you know, the, the creeks and the mangrove jack and all that kind of stuff and the graphics, and that's what they wanted. But we've also got the ability to work on really cool stuff like people's own photos that they've taken can end up on a fishing shirt, you know. So for us, that's, that's really cool. And we do some work for Territory Time. Um, Sophie Collins, who owns Territory Time, it's not tomorrow, not today. They do, like, a lot of stuff for it trucking clients and all that kind of stuff. So we've come up with some pretty cool fishing shirts for her with trucks and all that kind of stuff. And you did some for uh, Santa Gertrudis breeders that went to Brahman Week or uh, uh, not yeah, Brahman yes. Week, um, Beef Bre Week? Beef Week we did work for. Or were they Drought Masters? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I think they're Drought Masters, Next Gen Drought Master. they were actually. They're Next Gen oh. Drought Masters. So we were able to provide them with some fishing shirts with cows on them for their uh, all the young people that were part of the next generation and drought master breeders at beef week there so they were running around beef week in our shirts it was pretty cool to see and yeah we just have clients everywhere we do a lot of work for our good friends at country trucker caps they came up with some pretty cool ugly sweater christmas fishing jerseys so we've done some work for them they've just got a new order coming in the next couple of days that's three different designs got and typical with you know we've got trucks and cattle and all that kind of outback stuff because a lot of people in the outback probably don't want to deal with a fishing shirt that has you know the standard fish kind of stuff on they want something that's it's a bit better than that kind of yeah. stuff so yeah. yeah well even when you do it you know because often well are your yours are 50 plus for sun protection uh, all of us yeah they're all all good for sun yeah. protection yeah because i'm just thinking even you know when you're flood fencing in the middle of you know in the middle of a heat wave and you're jumping in and out of the water i mean there's actually nothing better than a really lightweight fishing shirt so yeah, absolutely. Like all of our stuff is, all of our fishing shirts are 120 GSM, so 120 grams of um, polyester per square meter. So they're really nice, lightweight. We can go up to 160 if clients want 160. 
and our footy shorts run 220 so they're nice and thick comfy footy shorts and soft so yeah Yeah. all of our stuff runs kind of the 120 gsm which keeps our clients happy beautiful and now finally i always like to ask my guests if they've got their best small business hack what's your best small business hack i guess my best small business hack is just customer service you know like and a lot of businesses they wonder why you know they don't get repeat business or anything and it all comes back to just customer service you know people just want to answer if, if someone rings me and says hey can you tell me how much this is going to be our pricing is open and transparent it's on our it's on our website it's on our facebook page you know when i was looking for a graphic designer to work with to do a couple of logos and for yours when we we sorted out custom tags because we have the ability to do if clients want a full custom tag so the shirts are branded and all their stuff we're able to do that and we're in cans up there on holidays and i needed to get a logo redrawn i jumped on three people's websites the third one had prices. So that was who I went with. The first two lost my business because they didn't have prices. Tell me what your price is. Don't do this price on application rubbish. Don't do this because those two people lost my business purely on the fact their prices weren't advertised. I don't know what I'm in for. Tell me, okay, if it's going to be $300 for logo redesign, I don't care. Just tell me so I know where I'm at. I don't want to say yes, do it, and then get a, a, a bill that I'm not expecting yeah. at the end of it. You know, And that's all of our pricing. So people will message us and say, how much for fishing shirts? It's tagged to the top of our Facebook and Instagram pages so people can see it. Like It's on our website. It's everywhere. We want people to be able to see. This is what you're in for your pricing. If someone wants to copy our prices, go for it. I don't really care. We know that our products are affordable. And the more competition in the market, the better. It's the way it works. But we want people to be able to see what our prices are. We don't want people to have to message us and say, hey, and then you go, oh, everyone's pricing is different. It's all the same pricing. It's all on our website. You know, and sometimes for if we have a sporting club or a small club like that, then, yeah, we'll help them out wherever we can to make mm-hmm. sure we give them the best deal. But customer service and open and transparent pricing are my two biggest things. I hate, like I say, when it came to finding a graphic designer, the lady that had her prices on her website got my business. The other two missed out purely because... I didn't know what the prices were. Yeah, yeah, no, they are great tips. And if people want to find Brandom Outfitters, where can they find you? So we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook under Brandom Outfitters. We're also on email, sales at brandomoutfitters.com.au. But most of our stuff's done via Instagram and Facebook and email just because, it, you know, we, we get some clients ring us, but it's just easier to put it all on email to us or messages via Facebook or Instagram. But, yeah, usually sales at brandomoutfitters.com.au or via our socials, Instagram and Facebook, just so we can keep track of what's happening. Because if, if you talk to me on the phone, there's a good chance that, you know, what you've asked for an efficient shirt, as much as we can try and Might keep it there. Might get lost if, in translation. It's easier if it's written down. Exactly, exactly right. You know, it's so much easier. And jump on our socials and have a look at what other people have done. Unfortunately, sometimes not all of our work's on there because clients ask us to keep their work hidden. And so we do a lot of products and projects for clients that, it doesn't get shared on our social medias because mm-hmm. we have to wait until the shirts arrive because they don't want anyone else that's their competition to see what's happening. So, yeah, unfortunately, sometimes our, our, not all of our work makes it on the social media until we know the clients are happy and the shirts have arrived and they've started advertising themselves. So they just kind of ask us to keep it off, which we're more than happy to do. As much as we'd love to advertise the work we do, if our clients need to do that, then then we keep the work hidden. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the podcast, Nat. If anybody is looking for some beautiful fishing shirts or hoodies personalized to their own business, I hope they um, reach out and find you. But thank you again for coming on. I really enjoyed our chat today. No, thank you, Sarah. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. Welcome to this afternoon's Wrap Up Snap Quiz. (laughs) As always, Sarah, I'm going to ask you three questions and keep it to a minimum. Okay. Because it's a snap quiz. All right. Not a lecture quiz. Okay. Is customer service the most important thing in a business? Yes. I think that it's yes. But I do actually think that there's a couple of other things up there too. Like if you're not providing a quality product, a quality experience, mm-hmm. um, good quality customer service, you know, all of those things are going to go hand in hand. But I do think that customer service is extremely important. Yes. All right. So you've been telling me how much you pride yourself on good customer service. Have you had any bit bad feedback? Um. Oh, there have been times when I've had bad feedback. No way. <laughs> well, I think every business gets it. And mm-hmm. sometimes it is legitimate and sometimes 
the person might be unreasonable. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to say that because I, you know, there have been times like early on in my business, I had one stuff up where I had ordered some product and it was around the time when the bushfires were on, mm -hmm. 2019 into 2020, right before the pandemic, and parcels were getting delayed left, right and centre. And my stuff up was that I had put products onto the website for pre-order mm -hmm. and then people had purchased them, but the products were supposed to turn up and then they were delayed. So, I went back to all of the customers and told them, that there was a delay and there was one lady in particular who was pretty unreasonable with that. So, whilst I completely accept that I probably did the wrong thing in that situation and that it was taking too long, I still tried to go back and to communicate to her and I just don't know that there would have been anything that I was able to do to make her happy in that situation. But I'm not trying to say that I- I'm Yeah, not trying so to some, say that sometimes I, you just- You cannot make someone happy. Yeah. Once they've got the bugbear, it's sometimes you just need to mm -hmm. cut it. Right, you had an issue. I can't help you. Yeah, but that being, you know, that being said, I had done the wrong thing and her product was taking far too long to get to her. So, you know, it was my fault to begin with. So- Yeah, and you owned it. Yeah, I did own it. Oh, well, on the back of that, does everyone- appreciate good customer service? Sometimes not. Most no. people do. Most people are so lovely and appreciative, but there, you know, there is a person here or there who is just unhappy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, we've been to America and you go there and the, the service you receive at the smallest little cafe or something, is a completely different style of service than, than what you receive here because th those people over there get get paid on tips or mm -hmm. they get paid better on the tips that they get. So, it's very important for them to give that customer service. But here, it's slightly different, but we all need to give good customer service because it's all about being nice to each other and, and giving people a reason to come and shop at your store. Yeah, absolutely. Do you pride yourself on good customer service? Yes, I do. I do. And I do receive some lovely feedback from customers who are very appreciative of, you know, going the extra mile, putting things aside for them or sending through those extra photos, taking the measurements for them, taking photos of colours, like all sorts of things, um, sending their order express if they need to get it by a certain time. I do get some really lovely comments and feedback and, and that makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Perfect. You also send that little bit of extra love from the kids. Yeah, all that extra love. There's a lot of love that goes into the parcels. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed our chat with Nat. I know I did. If you're looking to get in touch with us, make sure you jump on uh, to Instagram or Facebook at the Ecom Hub and send us a message, give us some feedback, and we'll be talking to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to All Things Small Biz. You can get more tips and find out about all the latest stuff we've got going on at the Ecom Hub on Instagram and Facebook. That's at the underscore E-C-O-M-M underscore H-U-B. Thanks so much for listening.